the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you know the good news of the gospel, then you have a good word for depressing life. And that is that with Jesus, there's always hope. With Jesus, there's always hope. So why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed with it? Put your hope in God. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. Good morning, church. I've just got to say, wow, isn't God good? What an incredible time of worship. Would you say thank you to the team that led us before the throne in musical worship? And I just need to tell you something. I need to tell you a couple things. Number one, it's not like this everywhere. I'm so thankful for Mission Hill Church. It is good to be home. My goodness. But secondly, many of you know that our worship pastor, Andrew, is in Liberia with Mary. They're picking up Wilfred, their son, and uh, so he's out for several weeks. Buck, who we love, has been leading us in an interim way, and yet about five this morning, he called me like this, hello. <laughs> and so these guys stepped in. There were some other folks who were sick. Just say thank you to them again. What a great, great time of worship. I can't remember a time where our time in the Word has been more set up by the songs that we've sung than what we've just experienced today. Now, take your copy of God's Word and turn with me to Psalm 42. Psalm 42. Whether you're turning in your Bibles or turning on your device, I want you to follow along. This is going to be an impactful passage of Scripture. We're talking about breaking free from depression. And there are all kinds of things that can cause moments of depression in our lives. My friend Brent Porter was watching the first service. He texted me as my plane was landing on uh, one day this week. And he said, can you please call me? And so when our, our, our plane landed, I... I called him, and he'd been to the doctor with some strange symptoms, and they had found a mass in his head, and on Friday of this week, he had brain surgery, and they took that mass out, but we're praying for the journey that lies ahead, and just a moment, I want to pray uh, for Brent. I know he covets our prayers, he and Jackie, and then I just texted uh, my buddy Andrew and said, I really feel led just to pray for you guys right now, and he said, well, we watched the first service, but we're tuning back in because we need the prayers. So before we do anything else, would you just let me lead us in a moment of prayer? 
So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you. This is the day that you've made. You are good. And we're grateful. We're glad. We rejoice. Regardless of what's going on in our little corner of the world, we rejoice because you are God. And we get to come together and worship you. Lord, we thank you that we're joined by two other campuses. We're joined literally by people watching across the world. And most of all, God, we're joined by you. You are here with us. So, so our prayers are simple as far as our time. Lord, help us. Give us what we need that we don't have. Teach us new things today. Make us different today. Lord, for that person that doesn't have a relationship with you, do something that only you, Holy Spirit, can do. Would you save someone for eternity today? Would you break free the chains that are holding people in depression today? And Lord, we recognize that there are some circumstances faced even in this room and by those that are watching that are hard. So we continue to lift up my brother Brent and God, I just ask you for healing in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that in the midst of your healing grace that you'd give supernatural peace. That you'd give wisdom to those that are caring for him. Lord, I pray for Andrew and Mary and little Wilfred and Gibson who's here and just had a birthday. Lord, I know this has been a difficult week for them, but I thank you that you're not caught off guard by anything they're facing. So strengthen them today, encourage them, and as they are sitting on that couch in Liberia, may they sense your presence. Now back here, Lord, we need you. So our desire is that you are praised in all that we do, Lord, our desire is that we lay bare before you, surrendered. Our desire, my desire, Lord, is that you speak through me. Let my words and my thoughts be pleasing to you, O oh Lord. You are my strength. You have been for a lot of years. You're my redeemer. Lord, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're in the midst of a mental health crisis in our world. In fact, you could say that the illness of depression is an epidemic form. And it's hitting all ages. In fact, the Atlantic Magazine recently said that the United States is experiencing extreme teenage mental health crisis. From 2009 to 2029, the share of 21, the share of American high school students who say they feel persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness rose from 26% to 44%, the highest level of teenage sadness ever recorded. In 2021, 48,183 Americans died by suicide makes suicide the 11th leading cause of death in our nation. Every day, 132 people die from suicide in our America. That's one suicide death every 10.9 minutes. 
It's the third leading cause of death among white males, ages 15 to 24. The highest suicide rates are among white males, followed by American Indians or Alaska Natives, and then followed by black males. There's one suicide death for every 25 suicide attempts. That means there's approximately 1,204,575 annual attempts in the U.S. Or one attempt at suicide every 26.2 seconds. So before I go on, I want to say very clearly, if you're struggling with suicidal or self-harm thoughts, there is help. There is hope. You're going to hear again and again, there is hope in Jesus. But I recognize you may need a little more than that today. And there are people even in this room that can give you help. But I want you to have a resource that you can keep close at hand. And that is a a national suicide crisis line that you can call or text at any time just as easily as you would call or text 911. And it's 988. That's easy for you to remember. There's always, 24-7, someone ready to help. But the reality is there's a lot of us that haven't gotten to that point, but we have experienced what some have called the dark night of the soul. We've encountered depression in some manner. I know this because all you have to do is look at the top two prescribed medicines in our country. Do you know what they are? Antacids and antidepressants. We're eating and thinking wrong. And it's wreaking havoc in our lives. The things we're putting into our minds, the things we're putting into our bodies, it's really messing us up. I know what it's like to experience the dark night of the soul. I know what it's like to not really want to get out of bed. I know what it's like as a pastor to feel like I'm trying to do everything right, and I'm not making a difference. I'm not having the impact I want. I know what it's like as a sinner. I feel like I've messed everything up, and there's no way forward. But I'm here to tell you today that I've experienced the hope that comes through Jesus Christ. I have family members, I have loved ones that have encountered this dark night of the soul, that have faced down this enemy of depression in some form, and yet have trusted Christ through this. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now we continue with our message. 
So what do we do when we face it? Because I, I tell you that not to make it about me, but just to be a little vulnerable and to acknowledge this is probably something somewhere on the scale that you're going to deal with. So what do we do when we encounter this kind of despair? Well, we have to see it for what it is and and then we have to be ready to attack it. I just got back from Tanzania. I was there with a great organization I'm going to tell you more about in the coming weeks and months. It's called Compassion International. And, and we had some great opportunities just to, to see how God is working around the world. But I also got to experience something on my bucket list. I got to go to a safari. And so one night we stayed in a lodge in the Ngorogoro crater there in the northern part of Tanzania. And man, we saw it all. But something interesting happened. At night, we were instructed that we couldn't leave our rooms by ourselves. Now, I was rooming with my brother, and the reality is we got into trouble because we thought we're pretty tough, and and we decided to go out by ourselves. And we saw running toward us a Maasai warrior carrying a spear exactly like this. And he said, what are you doing? You, you can't go out without us. And this was a pretty nice place. So I, I thought, all right, tell me the deal. Are, are you telling the truth? I mean, is there really danger or is this just part of the shtick? He said, no. You're in the Ngorogoro crater. There are all kinds of wildlife around us. And when the sun goes down, when it gets dark, they feel free to come out. And you need protection You've got to be prepared. I said, well, what's going to get us? And he said, well, an elephant. He said, or a baboon. He said, but most of all, we worry about hippos like this guy. That got my attention. Here's what I know. When it gets dark, our enemy comes out. And we have to be prepared. The good news is God's word gives us proper preparation. In fact, some of you are going to like, some of you are not going to like this proverb. You know, most of the proverbs were written by Solomon, who the Bible says, apart from Jesus, is the wisest man ever to walk the earth. This is what it says in Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Now, first, here's why some of you aren't going to like that, because you're like, if you think just a good word's going to help me, you've never encountered what I've experienced. You, you've never seen real depression. And, and we're going to talk about the reality that I get what you're feeling there. But I want you to hear what it says. First, though, let me tell you that it, it talks about anxiety and it talks about depression. And these are two different things. Here's the good news. While depression really is, is caused by looking back or looking at your present circumstances, anxiety is caused by looking at what's ahead of you. Today, we're going to talk about depression. Next week, next Sunday, we're going to talk about breaking free from anxiety. So just hang in there. But what it says is when anxiety leads you to depression, there's a good word. And that's a good news I have for you. I really believe there's a good word. There's something that can help you. And it comes straight out of the word of God. I believe God's word has a good word for you. So let's look at Psalm 42. And I want you to understand as I read these verses, this is the word of God. Verse 1, 
As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where's your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is within me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Praise the Lord for the reading of his perfect word. I've learned there are several causes of depression. I want to walk through those with you. First, you could call it a biological cause or a physiological, something that's actually a a medical issue in your life. Some of you really understand this because you're in the process of dealing with depression in your life and and you've heard people say, just get over it or, or just pull yourself out of it. And you're thinking, I don't think I have the ability just to do that. And so when this is talked about, you, you hear doctors or medical personnel talk about serotonin. Many in, who studied mental health believe that depression is caused by a lack of serotonin in the brain. It's a neurotransmitter that regulates body functions like mood and sleep and digestion and immunity and and sexual desire. And so what they're saying is when this is the kind of depression that you're experiencing, it's because these chemicals in your body have become imbalanced and and you may not get well uh, apart from a healing from God. You, You may not get well until those chemicals are balanced. That's hard for us to accept because... We can't see those problems, right? You know, if your child breaks their arms, you're, you're not going to say, come on, be a big boy. Just get over it. No, you, you want them to do what it takes to set that straight. But you can see it. If a doctor says you have cancer, you pray to God for healing, but, but you're going to do whatever you can to address that, to attack that. But you've seen that MRI or that PET scan, you you can see it. You you can't see what's going on in the mind. It's biological. And and some of you, you may be experiencing that. And and you may need that medical kind of care. 
And, and we want you to know that in this church, as we read God's word, I, I don't believe that has to contradict the word of God. There's also relational causes. You were created for relationship. So when you are healthy, you are in right relationship, vertically with God and horizontally with others. And when there are relationship issues, things are broken in your life. So when you walk through something like a divorce or betrayal, there's been a breakup in your life. Or as a parent, when you're dealing with a prodigal, or as a child, you're dealing with a parent. That can cause depression. I'm thankful that sometimes, even when medical care is not needed, it's helpful to sit down with someone who's trained, preferably a Christian who's trained biblically to walk you through some intentional therapy to help you. And that may be something you need. Biological, relational. There's also circumstantial causes. So this is what a lot of us experience. There's change in our life, and all of a sudden, we don't exactly know how to cope That's why there's something called, you're going to recognize this, postpartum depression. It's a real thing, right? After a a woman goes through this extreme experience of childbirth, or um, that's why after an empty nest, there's often depression. A, A parent has given their life to raising their children, and that's where they found their value, and that's where they put all their attention, and often... Sometimes they neglected even the most important things. And so that's taken away and there's a huge loss. Or or maybe it's another change in your circumstance like job loss or death in the family or cancer. But then there's spiritual causes. And, And I want you to understand that just like when we talked about breaking free from addiction, you'll never really begin to battle this kind of discouragement that the psalmist talks about until you first determine whether or not there are spiritual causes at work. Because here's what we know. When we sin, it breaks our fellowship with God. And when our fellowship with God is broken, we don't feel good. You may think you do. You may get drunk or you might get high or you might have sex with someone. And you may think in the moment that things are great. Big deal, the Bible says that happens. It says there's pleasure in sin even for a season, but then we sink back down because we haven't met our need. What's missing is our fellowship with God. So I want you to understand, I'm I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV, but I am a pastor and I study God's word. So what I'm going to deal with primarily are these spiritual causes because I think that's where you need to start. Regardless of what else is going on, that's where you need to start. You need to make sure there's not an unconfessed or undealt with sin problem in your life because until that's dealt with, until that's made right with God, you're going to be fighting against the one who created you, and that does not feel good. Remember, the Bible says we're in spiritual battle. We're in spiritual war. So this is not a simple issue. I'm not going to give you simplistic answers, but I do want to give you spiritual help because some of you need a spiritual reset. That's what we're going to talk about, a primarily spiritual context. The writer of this psalm was clearly Depressed. Let me point it out to you. In verse 1, you see spiritual despair. Throughout it, you see spiritual despair. Where are you, God? Oh, I just, I can't even sense God's presence. Verse 2, you see one who's emotionally distraught. It's all over the place. 
verses 3 and 4, you see that he's become socially distrusting. People are out to get me. Everybody's talking about me. They're making fun of me. By verse 10, he's physically discomforted. Verses 6 and 11, in fact, three times in this passage, he says he's totally downcast. Why? If you look at the heading above this passage of Scripture in your Bible there, it says this is written by the director of music. Or um, it says by the sons of Korah, these Levitical priests who would lead out and worship. And I find this interesting because anyone that loves music knows that music is often a way to bear our soul. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. And join us weekdays at 9 a.m. for The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.